Hey everyone, this is Jilly Chilton. Today I want to talk about choice. You know, the choices that we make from the moment we open our eyes in the morning till the moment we fall asleep at night, we are totally impacted by our choices. And wow, they can range from just craziness to ordinary. But we all have to make choices. And you know what? You make your choice and then your choice turns around and it makes you. And I was thinking about that um, as I read today in some devotional time from Lamentations. And you're like, Lamentations, man, don't go there, you know, and I get it. You know, when you are in a tough place or a difficult season, um, you either gravitate towards things that are really super positive Or you kind of go misery loves company and you go to where things maybe seem difficult. And I am not really striving to do either. But I am looking today at the Lamentations in chapter 3 because I was just gleaning some perspective, I think, from from God's word. And and I wanted to just kind of drop some things on you from my heart today. You know, in Lamentations 3, and and to lament, you know, is to kind of moan, is to lay it out there, to say what's going on, to be really transparent, vulnerable, real, but also maybe a bit whiny and maybe a bit dramatic, maybe, you know, with one of those... um, what's the point type of attitudes or it's never going to change type of viewpoints. It can happen when we start in our our lamenting to God. But in Lamentations, at least in this passage, um, ultimately, if you hang in there with me, maybe we can find some encouragement from what we're reading. Uh, I hope so anyways. And uh, so at the beginning, In chapter 3, and I'm just going to kind of bounce around, it says, Does the Most High send both calamity and good? Then why should we, mere humans, complain when we are punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. So the writer of Lamentations here It's telling about the woes of kind of his life and living in a culture that has been forsaken, living in a community that seems to be falling apart. And if you look at this chapter, chapter three, here's some of the words. I'm just going to rattle them off that he says as it relates to his life. See if any of these words relate to your life. In verse one, affliction. In verse 2, darkness. In verse 4, broken. In verse 5, anguish and distress. In verse 6, buried like the dead. Verse 7, cannot escape. Verse 8, being ignored by God. Verse 9, crooked people. Verse 10, vulnerable. Verse 11, helpless and devastated. Verse 12, an easy target. Verse 13, mortally wounded or dying. Verse 14, mocked and laughed at. 
Verse 15, bitter. Verse 17, in poverty and without peace. Then in verse 18, it says, and I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. Whoa, those are some crazy, honest, brutal, heartfelt words and expressions. Man, he said, everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. Now, maybe you've never gone that far down you know, the, the, the thought process or the dialogue or even reality. Maybe you have. Or maybe the enemy's whispering all those things to you to make it seem even worse. So it seems like we have a choice. You know, we can focus on feelings or we can focus on faith. Yeah, yes. Just when the enemy had the writer defeated... He remembers something. He says in verse 21, 22, yet I still dare to hope. (laughs) I love that phrase, dare to hope. I want to stop right now and speak to myself. Chili, I triple dog dare you to hope. And to anyone listening to this podcast, I quadruple dog dare you to hope. Hope. Uh, Again, the writer says, yes, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. When does it end? Never. God's love never ends and his mercies never cease. His love never ends. His mercy never ceases. So in the middle of all those words, affliction, darkness, brokenness, buried, crooked, vulnerable, helpless, devastated, we have to remember the love of the Lord. It never ends. His mercies never cease. So go on here now. Verse 23, I would declare, so that means he is faithful. So... If we know he's faithful, seek his mercy. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new each morning. You know what that reminds me of? Coffee. I love the morning coffee. It's like you're not waking up until you smell it, until you experience it, until that grind of the beans and the percolating of the water and the... And the aroma of the brewed coffee fills the air. And then you bring that cup up to your mouth. And that fresh cup of coffee is so refreshing. And it's so new. And it's not yesterday's. And I think that same cup that was good this morning would be bitter and stale and cold tomorrow morning. We need something new each morning. And that's what it says about God's mercy. It's new each morning. I don't live on yesterday's anointing or yesterday's promise or yesterday's blessing. Because it can get cold and bitter. It can become less of, of a blessing to our life. We need it new every day. 
So don't settle for one cup of mercy. Recognize that you need it daily and crave it. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So yeah, let's seek mercy. Because when you seek mercy, you find grace. And if you skip mercy, you fool yourself. So go for it. So again, hear my heart here. And remember, he is faithful and then also remember, he is secure. And, and going back into Lamentations 3 there, verse 24 and 25 says, So depend on him, I say to myself. Hear what he's doing? He's talking to himself. He's, sometimes you have to be the, your own preacher and your own pastor and your own inspiration here. He says, So depend on him, I say to myself. The Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. I think insecurity leads to poor choices and shallow friends. Remember that. Insecurity leads to bad choices or poor choices and shallow friends. We settle. We become pleasers. It makes you greater than you truly are, maybe in your own eyes. So trust God's plan. Trust God's will. Put your hope in it. Depend on it. And search for it. Because it's important that we understand that not only is he faithful, he is secure, and he is salvation. Verses 26 and 27, Lamentations 3 says, So submit to him. Some of you don't like that word submission, but it's a good word. Submit to him so it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline. Friends, wait for him in a posture of prayer and expectation. Get in a place and say, I'm waiting, God. Submission isn't losing power but rather coming under a greater power. He doesn't save you because you're so good, but because he is so good. That is what makes it so powerful. So when things are crappy, when things are going difficult, remember he is faithful. And, and remember he is secure. And remember he is salvation. There is such a tendency as young people and as new believers and immature Christians to want a season for yourself to just do what you want to do. That hedonistic kind of viewpoint. I need a season to play and to party and to do what I want, to date, to travel, to explore, to be crazy before I get serious about my relationship with God or before I get serious about this career or this big choice. But you know what, man? That is like a trick of the enemy. Now is the time. Right now is the time to give your life because you need wisdom now. And you know what? Living for God is not bondage or not punishment. It's not not having fun or not experiencing freedom or joy it's experiencing it in a whole nother way. Because not only is he 
you know, so good to us. And, and as we have said, he's faithful, he's secure, he's salvation. But last of all, I, I just want to say he is authority. And that's a good thing. When I am going through what I'm going through, I rest in the ability to say, you're in charge, God. You're in charge. You're the boss. You're the authority. So listen to him and obey him. Verses 28 and 29 says, Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, for there may be hope at last. Man, at the end of verse 27, it speaks of discipline and now continues with demands. Be willing and desiring to let God discipline you the way that he can. Because he loves you and he knows what you need. Learn to listen and obey him. (laughs) You may hear my dog barking in the background. That's him trying to discipline me and make me submit to his demands, which I will have to do in a few moments here. You see, there's no substitute from spending time every single day in God's word and God's presence. So get alone. Get on your face. Take a journal. You can walk in authority, his authority. But you must learn his ways and love his demands. And be comforted by this reality. He always has a plan. (laughs) I am saying that to myself again right now. Hey, Chili. God has a plan. You may or may not have to drive Uber for the rest of your life. God has a plan. All right, well, let me put a bow on this. The last couple verses from Lamentations 3, verses 31 and 32 says, For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief... He also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. I know this was more of a Bible study than just a (laughs) podcast of me shooting from the hip. I wanted to just bring some of God's word into this conversation and let you know that that's what I need. That's what we need. That's what anyone needs. In any kind of storm, of any kind of transition, any kind of season of life that you're going through, stay in the Word. Stay in His presence. Stay under His authority. Always remember things when when you are are quick to say all of those negative words, you know, and just go bitter and vulnerable and crooked, buried alive, darkness, affliction. When When you're quick to say that also, remember He is faithful. He is secure. He is salvation, and he is authority. You can trust him because he has a plan. All right? I hope this encouraged you today. I got to go let my dog out. Peace.